Hi, this is Steve Huet of the Fire Mountain School. And since we recorded episode two, we've had a couple conversations that have inspired me to uh, talk a little bit more about my perspective on stress. From watching people over the years, gathering tons of observations, I've come to the conclusion that people have adapted to being under-energized and accept the illnesses, one of which is referred to as stress, that comes along with it, with being under-energized, as a fate written in stone. Like, that's just the way things are. They accept that stress is bad and that the only solution is to lessen it or eliminate it entirely. We talk about this in greater detail in episode two. But what I want to go into now is the the idea that uh, this under-energized way of being is so ingrained in the culture of health and illness that it renders it virtually invisible. It's hard to see outside of your same old, same old. The status quo is blind to itself until something contrasts it. Like black letters on a white paper, seeing it contrasted with its complementary opposite makes it visible. Kind of like yin and yang. So, what is the opposite of energy sickness? The answer is energy health. But what is energy health? It's hope. (laughs) It's the state of being wherein you have more than enough energy to deal with life on life's terms. In energy fitness terms, this is AEQ 5 through 10. It's when you feel capable, energized, powerful, engaged, enthusiastic, strong, resilient, adaptable... It's when you're in the proverbial zone. Things seem to work in your favor, and when they don't, it doesn't stop you. You just adapt and flow. Energy health is the part of you that you can access that is empowered in high performance. It's the best of you. Anything less than that is energy sickness. And this raises the bar. I am saying that you can expect to be able to access the best of you when you're energy healthy, when you're energy fit, and that you don't have to settle for anything less, ever. Look, you have, we have one life. You have one life to accomplish your purpose, to make a difference, and to, to enjoy your time with your family and friends. Why waste it on settling for something that you you, you no longer have to settle for. Look, there is not enough drugs in the world to numb you to stress. And there's not enough money to stop it. There's nowhere on the planet you can hide from it. COVID has shown us this. Disney and the spa fairies of Vacatia cannot protect you from it. Nor can the fabled holy lottery deliver you from it. Stress is how we relate 
and adapt to the changes within and around us without enough energy. It is in our, it's us in our environment. We can't get away from it any more than we can get away from our, ourselves. The only way to be free of being under-energized is to first accept that you need energy to function and thrive. Then become a student of learning the patterns of energy sickness and energy health. The only way to be free of being under-energized is to first accept that you need energy to function and thrive. Look, the mind, when they test the health of the mind and the heart, they use, they measure the electrical impulses, the EEG and the EKG. And if you take the energy out of the heart and mind, neither one of them function. They are fundamentally energy systems. We're an energy system. So if you take, if we don't have enough energy, we're constantly working in a conservation mode and then that's uh, that's stressful. That's like, think about it. If you're swimming on, if you've ever swim underwater, you know, uh, swimming underwater is really nice until you need oxygen. And then swimming underwater is not the same anymore. It takes on a whole different feel. And, and that's kind of like what life is when you don't have enough energy. Energy is actually more important in some ways than oxygen because without energy, you can't use the oxygen. Energy is essential for us and stress is how we relate and adapt to the changes within and around us without enough energy. It is us in our environment. We can't get away from it any more than we can get away from ourselves. The only way to be free of being under-energized is to first accept that you need energy to function and thrive. And then to become a student of learning the patterns of energy sickness and energy health. Once you do that, then you begin to have a choice to be energy healthy or not. Then get good at making the choice to be energy healthy. What I encourage my students and what I am encouraging you is to challenge your certainties and beliefs surrounding stress. To not settle for being under-energized. To allow for new possibilities and to keep exploring how energy affects your perspective and experience of life. It is possible for you to enjoy your life energy healthy and free of stress every day. All day. As my Sifu would say, careful here. Free of stress does not mean zero stress. It means that you have a choice to give stress what it needs, energy. And to be free of the energy sickness, stress, in real time. This is what this podcast is about. And this is what makes Vaughn's story in episode three so inspiring. Vaughn has learned and is learning how to teach from a place of energy healthiness, of energy independence, of energy fitness. And it changes her ability 
to function in the environment of the classroom with her students day in and day out. I hope you enjoy episode two and episode three. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Generation Respect. I am MX Britt and I'm a queer artist and an energy warrior. Each Wednesday, I join forces with my ally, Shifu Ed, and an energy independent master of Chinese martial arts to have inspired conversation about how to evolve our personal and collective status quo. We can be the generation that puts hate and harm in its place in the past. Shifu Ed is the creator of the energy fitness training system and the father of stress empowerment, which makes adapting to change naturally less stressful and more energizing. By adding energy, we can evolve the problems we face every day and grow beyond the limits of the status quo. Are you curious about new possibilities or are you certain there are none? Welcome, Shifu. My AQ is a nine rising. What's yours? Mine is a nine changing. And hello. (laughs) What do you want to evolve today, Shifu? Okay, so I think we have to have a very important conversation. We need to have a stress relieving conversation about stress. It seems like Whenever there's change involved or a need for change, uh, all roads lead to stress. And I think that's a problem for a lot of people because it puts them in a predicament of they want the change, but they don't want the stress. When it comes to stress, what's the one thing people want most? What do you think? When I think about when it comes to stress, what people want most is relief. Exactly. People don't even want to have a conversation about stress. So already we probably lost half our audience, which is, <laughs> which is tough because, because every, every endeavor involves something. It, you're going to meet stress on the road to try and seek stress relief or the absence of stress actually is part of what creates the problem of stress in the first place. That saying, whatever you resist persists, uh, stress and the, the increasing amounts of stress is a perfect example of this. As part of how we structure the podcast, uh, the first 10 minutes is really about you know, observations of how things currently are. It's important to talk about, or at least go over the current, the status quo surrounding stress management and how people manage stress. So currently stress management is comprised of basically uh, four strategies. The first strategy is avoid whatever stress you can. The second strategy is grit out whatever stress you can avoid. That means just work it out until you get done with it. Hopefully the job or the thing finishes before you run out of energy or get exhausted. We're going to talk about that in a second. The third strategy is uh, seek relief whenever possible. So either people are avoiding stress, they're gritting through it, or they're looking for relief. 
The fourth strategy, which is uh, really kind of popular, is uh, ignorance of stress. What stress? I don't have stress. And so that's fundamentally how people function in regards to stress. That in itself is the problem when it comes to managing stress. Because the more you try to avoid it, the more it keeps showing up. So stress is something most everyone seeks to avoid whenever possible. Then when they can't avoid it, they grit it. And then when the grit runs out, everybody has this kind of like, or a lot of people have like a predetermined limit or contract with life about how much stress they're willing to suffer before that's it. I've had enough. I didn't sign up for this. I'm sick of this shit. Enough of this. So Shifu, I really liked how you uh, started the segment by saying, let's gather observations about this, about stress. Um, I found that really interesting. Excellent. At that point, that's when somebody has reached the exhaustion point and they no longer have the energy to adapt to the, to, to the stress. Once that kicks in, then it's a full press to either uh, eliminate the perceived source of stress, either by attacking it or by avoiding it entirely. Those of you listening, gather observations for yourself in your life. Uh, have you ever watched somebody lose it? Yeah. Have you ever lost it yourself? Absolutely. All my life, I've been watching people lose their shite at some point or another. And I've seen people succumb to this invisible force where, you know, one minute they're doing okay. And the next minute they're just, they're gone. They're, they're lost. They're in the pit of despair. And, and it's terrible because like, you know, I spent over 10 years working as a counselor and a drug and alcohol account, a therapist and drug and alcohol counselor. And, you know, when people cross that line, you know, a lot of times it, it's a, it takes a miracle to get them out of it when you don't know what's going on in that situation. Even when you do know it, it's very difficult. But when the exhaustion, stress exhaustion hits, it's terrible. <laughs> I always wondered what, what was it and, and how come it's so uh, prevalent and what can we do about it? And, and I see the same pattern, like, uh, you know, have you ever wondered what stands between you, you and your happiness, your health, your well-being, your freedom? At some point or another, that conversation is going to end up like a lot of the time in and or, or about stress. Stress stands in between your happiness, your health, your freedom, your well-being. And so then everywhere stress gets you or gets to you, you feel obstructed from happiness, health, well-being, and freedom. Just, uh, Britt, do you, you ever find yourself daydreaming about what would make stress disappear? Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've thought of everything from like when I have 
when I've had no mus- money, I think about like how having money would get rid of my stress. Um, when I think about like, just like any resource, like something that creates stress, like maybe like not having a car, if I only had a car, if I won the lottery, I could go live on an island and not work at another day in my life. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes, so that is like, it's so, it's, this is such a funny conversation because the certainties surrounded, surrounding stress are so ingrained and so prevalent that to get people to question the dynamics around stress is a very challenging endeavor. Uh, the certainty that the misery that people face is caused by stress and the certainty that if the stress were removed and never to and never return again, that that would lead to happiness. It creates this impossible dream that everyone ends up losing. And it is profoundly because of a, an incredible misunderstanding about what stress is and how it functions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially after this year, like 2020, um, I feel like even the concept of stability, it's like if only this was stable, then I won't be stressed or like, you know, um, yeah, you you really you really changed my mind about that, but I'll let you I'll let you keep going on. Ah, you can keep going with that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, me and my fiance have had a lot of discussion about like how um there isn't even like a step-by-step accomplishment thing that's actually like based in reality. Like it's just like you'll find a job that'll pay your bills and you buy a house and you get all this stuff right like there's also that kind of like myth of accomplishment and achievement that um gives you this idea that you'll be solid and like and then yeah 2020 taught us that like things can change and change rapidly and change in a way that you never expected um but you know working with you through that time I was never like scared about it like I was excited about the possibilities that this would bring like this unexpected thing and of course like which affected a lot of lives in the dark I don't mean to talk that down at all but like just the world has changed now like uh you know we talk about how like things will go back to normal but it's like it's going to be a new normal and I'm really excited to see like what that will be and I think stress is very much at the root of that maybe we don't have the the stress thing figured out correctly because we end up doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results and so like with you and the rest of our students my students you know those of us who were training energy fitness and stress empowerment we had one of our best years one of our most inspiring and energizing years in 2020 and continue to, you know, we're looking for new ways to grow and to change and evolve. So I think that sets us up for the next part of the the episode about, are you curious 
about new possibilities or are you certain there are not? Because if you listen this far, I hope that your, your mind is somewhat open to the possibility that there's a different way of managing stress, one that leads to a sense of empowerment so that you're not feeling like the victim in a horror show, a horror movie, and you actually begin to feel like someone who is empowered, who has uh, choices and skills and techniques that work in direct relationship with the stress event. So if you're ready to go into the new possibilities part of the segment, this is basically, I'm gonna start going off in directions that uh, are different. So. Uh, They're inspired. <laughs> so what's your AQ, Britt, before we go to the next one? Uh, nine changing. Excellent. I am a seven rising. While I was working as a counselor, I started to see that therapy and all the modalities of dealing with stress at that time and mental health had a limit. And the limit was a lot of time, real time. Everything worked great away from the event. We talk about it, we hash it out, we process the feelings, we think about it, we do all the stuff. And then we go into the live event. And then that live events, a lot of those techniques weren't working. And so I started to wonder like, how come stress is stress management is thoughts about future stress, relief from past stress, but not a lot about what do you do right now? And in psychology, you know, in school, they weren't teaching us to have to be empowered in the direct, the field, the direct uh, experience of stress in the field of change. It was always before or after. Something about that didn't sit right with me. So I started looking who's good in stress directly? Who kicks ass in stress? I want to know who that is. I kind of had an inside scoop on it, but like a, I, I was baking on this for a period of time because I've been studying Chinese martial arts since the early 90s, the mid 90s. And so I noticed that time and time again, the inspired martial artists are amazing in stress. They're amazing in conflict. They're amazing in change. They're, they're uh, inspired in the education process, in their relationships. They carry themselves differently than regular people. And so where other people are working to get out of the, the, the stress environment, the inspired martial artists are training to integrate themselves and be centered and energized inside the stress event. That's their workspace, why? Because that's when you need it. You don't need it when you're relaxing at home necessarily, but that, that's the thing. So I started studying what the inspired martial artists were doing that was different than regular people. And then I fell in, I had the great good fortune of studying with my Shifu uh, Wang Tianmin who is a 
a grandmaster of Chinese martial arts and Chinese energy arts. And then I had the great good fortune of becoming his disciple and him teaching me about how all this works so that I could be my most inspired high performance dynamic self in the places that I needed it unconditionally. See, if, if an approach to stress and human nature and personality works sometimes, it doesn't work. Because then what happens is it works sometimes under the ideal conditions. And then you have to go and get yourself in those ideal conditions and if you're not in those ideal conditions, then it doesn't work. That's such a good point. That's a really good point. How so? Well, just it, it makes me think of uh, a lot of like stress relief stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't want to drag anything, but it's just like there's so much stuff out there about stress relief that's kind of like uh, compartmentalized into its own moment. But like when you're in live action conflict stress um there's very few methods that can work in that condition you have to like kind of go off to the side and like have a zen moment kind of thing um <laughs> and 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 that's just like you know that's not a bad thing but it's like i've been curious why there aren't more methods that are like when you're in like the war zone you know like when you're like on the ground what do you do then kind of deal yeah and i look for them i read a lot of stuff i studied a lot of things so i ended up uh creating one but you know what it's like mike tyson mike tyson's quote about everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth yeah, exactly. That's such a great, because what is work? Work is show up on Monday to get punched in the mouth, mm -hmm. right? You're never, like, if you think you're going to work and nothing, you're not going to get punched in the mouth, then you, you have work confused with something else, right? If yes. you think you're going to have a life that you're not going to get punched in the mouth, you have life confused with something else. In fact, I brought this up with Shifu one time. Back when I was, I was recovering from uh, a surgery two years ago, three years ago. And Shifu decided he was going to start teaching me Qigong, which is the study of Qi. And uh, I started reading Hans Selye's work. And Selye said that stress begins to do harm when we run out of what, in his words, I'm calling uh, adaptation energy. Like old machines run on energy, so do human beings. And so I, I think in part because he couldn't quantify energy, but he was a, uh, a uh, endocrinologist. But he coined the phrase stress. And he went on to study the physiological effects of stress. Um, but didn't really delve deep into the, the, the question of adaptation energy, at least not in any way that I could see. 
So I, I was reading this uh, directly out of his own book, Stress and Health and Illness. I forget the name. But uh, 1,500-page book, huge book. Mentions the word adaptation like three adaptation energy like three times and then that's it. So I mentioned the Sifu. I go, Sifu, uh, what do you know about stress? Uh, no, we don't have stress. Uh, stress is, uh, that's life. Okay, follow me. <laughs> ah, no stress. Now, at the time, I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of, that's like pretty heavy. Wow, like no stress, really? The identification of stress as a thing gave people the false impression that it was something that they could manage and separate it out of life. And if they could just get the stress out of their life, that they would be healthy. It, no, clearly it doesn't work. The more that you try to remove stress from your life, the more stressful your life becomes. What the Chinese figured out 5,000 years ago plus, and what we're talking about today is the more stress is where you've run out of adaptation energy to adapt to the demands of your life. And so instead of trying to lessen the stress, which is a way of feeling like a victim to stress, that's the formula, and you have to run and hide from it every time you think it's going to appear, you take the empowered approach and we kind of uh, we out-energize the demand. We add energy. And so when you have a sufficient amount of energy, you don't feel stressed. Next time you feel stressed, ask yourself, do I feel energized? Next time you don't feel stressed, ask yourself, do I feel energized? No one makes that connection. Right, yeah. yeah. The greater the energy, the less the experience of stress. The less of the energy, the greater experience of stress. It's an inverse proportional relationship. So that's a new possibility. Maybe instead of avoiding stress, maybe you should invest in adding energy. Absolutely. I love that possibility. Especially because- so, Go ahead. I was going to say, especially because um, investing in energy feels so empowering, whereas avoiding stress ironically still takes a lot of energy. <laughs> takes a lot of energy. And it's not empowering. And it's not empowering. So the idea is that if you train yourself so that you're an energy warrior, like you were talking about, or a master of energy independence, you spend less time trying to avoid stress and you spend more time adding energy and evolving situations and transcending limits and inspiring others. So because highly energized people get things done, they do no, no harm and, uh, they just are incredible human beings. So speaking of which, I think I'm going to use this as our segue to our, our guest. But wait, you know, before that, let me just stick to the script, right? So uh, 
I remembered my lines. Fortunately, throughout the year, um, two of my students were able to train their way to energy independence. One of them, Von Charpentier, uh, happens to be a teacher. And she is now the world's first energy independent educator. And so throughout COVID, she has been able to transcend the ordinary limits that a lot of the teachers were facing in regards to stress and be able to stay inspired and inspire her students and evolve and grow and not get exhausted by the conditions or the conflicts or the uncertainties. And so uh, it's one thing for me to stand here and tell you about it. It's another thing for you to actually hear from the person themselves who uh, actually didn't start out looking for energy when she first started training with me. Uh, she came in looking for Tai Chi. And actually, as I found out recently, was looking for stress relief. Fortunately, she stuck around in spite of that and really has, uh, it's really, it's a great story. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Britt, is there anything else you wanna? Comments, concerns, criticisms? I'm excited to hear from Vaughn. That's gonna be a really great uh, session. I do wanna mention that to everybody who enjoyed our podcast, please go to our website at energyforheroes2win.com and sign up for Energy Boost Tai Chi, Energy Boost Tai Chi. You'll see the link on the website. To get our, yeah, to get emails. Um, you, well, you could also email me at BritX at energyforheroes2win.com or you can email Shifu at shifued at energyforheroes2win.com. Follow us at- Follow us on Horsan Shifu on Instagram and the Fire Mountain School on Facebook. And we also have a blog called Energy Before Effort. And in that blog, I talk more about some of the things that we speak about in the podcast in greater detail. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, it'd be great to hear from, from all of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear from everyone. And uh, thank you for any and all support. Um, please follow us and check out our anchor profile as well uh, if you'd like to subscribe as a listener. Hey, thanks, Britt. Thank you, Shifu.